This is Adam Gorney with the Respect My Decision podcast, special Thanksgiving edition. It never stops around here. It's always fun. Uh, we are joined again by national recruiting analyst Nick Harris, covers Texas, the Mid-South, and a uh, lot, of, lot of news going on around the area. It's going to be very interesting. Some potential coaching changes could be coming that, that make things even more interesting. We'll see about that. Let's start at the top here, um, Nick, with guys that are potential flip candidates. Let's gauge how serious that is or where you kind of see that going. Let's start with DJ Hicks. Committed to A&M. Definitely Oklahoma's involved very seriously. He looked good in that Oklahoma starter jacket that, uh, that, they, that they rolled out for him. Where do you kind of see that? What do you kind of see this playing out is – is Texas A&M season really debilitating for them? Oklahoma's not really been too hot either. Yeah, I posted those official visit pictures that he had with that that starter jacket and the the really cool throwback vintage hat. And everyone in my comments was looking for the link for it. But um, yeah, uh, David Hicks, he took an official visit to Oklahoma this past weekend, committed to Texas A&M at the moment. Uh, Oklahoma and Oregon both are pushing really hard. Um, if I had to say right now, I'd, I if I had to rank all those, all three of those schools to where I think he signs on signing day, I'd put Texas A&M probably third. Um, there's a lot of catch up that they're going to have to do in that recruitment. Um, obviously, the season has not gone what anyone expected uh, for them, including the Hicks and Hicks's family. And Oklahoma, whenever he committed to Texas A&M, which was a surprise to a lot of people, including Oklahoma, um, they didn't get the phone call until about 10 minutes before uh, he made it uh, public that he wasn't going to be going to Oklahoma. It was a surprise to everybody. But ever since that moment, uh, they've been continuing communication and there hasn't been a lapse uh, in that since then. So, you know, I think uh, defensive line coach Todd Bates and Brent Venables have done a really good job in this recruitment going back to their time at Clemson. Uh, they used game visits on him as early as his as his sophomore season so um, you know there's a long-standing relationship there and you know unless you know something kind of gets figured out with Texas A&M down the stretch I think he ends up at either Oklahoma or Oregon and I do want to mention Oregon Oregon's very much a dark horse in this recruitment they're very much a contender um, he took a, a recent visit to Eugene I believe that was his third or fourth trip back to Eugene um, and he's already taken an official visit there. Uh, Dan Lanning has uh, taken, taken it upon himself to, uh, you know, get, get David Hicks into the fold. And Oregon's going after a ton of uh, Texas defensive linemen right now. But David Hicks is definitely priority number one. Yeah, and that's, that's the interesting thing is, you know, it would be surprising if Jimbo didn't make some sort of changes among his assistant coaches. You know, DJ Durkin has definitely been a disappointment this year. I understand that they're playing – young guys along you know the defensive line but they have really talented players on that defense and they've been gutted in a lot of those games so it'll be interesting to see how much that in, in you know involves hicks um especially after that oklahoma visit oregon like you said is definitely there as well so let's move on to maybe an even more interesting one peyton bowen who's been committed to notre dame for a long time clearly one of the best safeties in the country i think his senior season has solidified that and you could read between the lines what that means for upcoming rankings that are coming up but oklahoma again is making a huge push for him uh and it seems like texas a&m is probably slid out of this so if he flips it'd probably be oklahoma right 
Yeah, if I say so, Oklahoma is probably the, the prime contender to, to flip him right now. And, and you mentioned, you know, one of the best safeties in the class. Look, I know we don't like to give spoilers for uh, rankings and things of that nature. He's going to be a five star. So that don't <laughs> don't tag me with the hey, Peyton Bowen needs to be a five star. Address him correctly. He will be down the stretch. But uh, talking about his recruitment, I, I put in a quote unquote flip future cast for um, Peyton Bowen to Oklahoma this past week. Uh, he took a trip to Norman this past weekend. Uh, had a great time with friends um, and the family that was able to join him on that trip as well. Um, he has his quarterback there, Jackson Arnold, that is committed to Oklahoma. He's at uh, Denton Geyer with him as well. He's in his ear uh, almost every day trying to get him to Norman too. Um, you know, there's there's people around Bowen that want him in Notre Dame. There's people around Bowen that want him in Oklahoma. But uh, it sounds like it's going to come down to what Bowen wants at the end of the day. So, you know, whenever signing day does approach, uh, I'm curious to see what that final decision will be. But right now I expect it to be Oklahoma. Yeah, and what's crazy and what speaks to Brent Venables and and his recruiting prowess and nonstop ability to do this is that, uh, you know, they're six and five right now, a disappointing season in Norman. They could finish, uh, they could finish six and six. Game at Texas Tech could always be tricky. Seven and five, no one's thrilled with, and yet could still flip two five star players at the end there. So that could be definitely something to watch. Um, Anthony Hill. It seemed like he took a visit to Texas and everyone thought he was going to commit on the visit. Didn't happen. Is it still Texas and he's just waiting for a specific day or what's going on? Yeah, all of the buzz that I got out of Texas's big visit weekend whenever they hosted TCU a couple of weeks back, uh, all of the buzz surrounding Anthony Hill was still positive. Um, and that was something that I was specifically checking for after he did not commit during the, the visit. We had heard some rumors that he might make the uh, his commitment pregame before the, the TCU game kicked off. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, but, um, you know, we're looking forward to seeing what Anthony Hill will do in the coming weeks. Uh, didn't Ryan's season is over, so he'll be focusing on recruiting almost exclusively down the stretch. Um, I don't think he takes it all the way to signing day, as I initially thought. I think last time I was on this podcast, I, I initially thought that. But, you know, I think he wraps it up early December. Okay, so, yeah, so Anthony Hill, definitely, I still think Texas, no doubt uh, about it. I'd be very surprised if anything else happened. Jay Van Toviano, Still LSU, right? I mean, he's just kind of waiting for the date. Or is there some kind of surprise here? Is something kind of going on behind the scenes? It's hard to really know, right? Man, like I've said from the jump, I think with JV and Toviano, if you think you have a pin on what he's going to do, you don't. Um, so I look, if I had to, you know, rank the contenders right now, number one is LSU. Uh, they're still doing a really good job of communication down the stretch. Um, Arlington Martin's season did end this past weekend, so uh, looking at what he could do as far as his recruitment down the stretch. I know he's mentioned wanting to get out to Texas for an official visit. He didn't ever make it in for the TCU game for an unofficial visit, so I don't really see there being mutual connection there. Um, Texas A&M is going to try to get him back on campus as well, but you know, as we mentioned earlier in this podcast, it's going to be kind of tough for Texas A&M to close on any of their targets down the stretch. Um, so that kind of just leaves LSU, uh, and LSU has been in the picture since the, the very beginning, and uh, it looks like they're going to have the advantage down the stretch. Yeah, when it comes to AM, I think we're going to see a ton of guys go into the portal, um, whether by their own choice or by Jimbo's. And then I think they're going to see you're going to see a, a ton of guys uh, that Jimbo's going to be recruiting from the portal, um, just to, to to fill up some of these holes that are that are that are obvious. One more guy in Texas, Kedrick Risano. Uh, seemed like Ole Miss. Seemed like Ole Miss was going on, and then. All the lane to Auburn rumors now almost beyond rumors. It looks like something is certainly happening maybe even earlier in the weekend than expected. Um, the latest 
from our Ole Miss site is that uh, it might not be Friday just because they don't want to mess with the Iron Bowl. Let let Auburn take their lumps in the Iron Bowl, and then everybody will feel good by Sunday when Lane Kiffin is named. I'm sure Risano is following this pretty closely. And, you know, I wouldn't be completely shocked if Auburn comes into the picture here once Lane gets that job, if that happens. You know, not to combat what our Ole Miss side has been reporting, I've been talking to a couple of uh, Ole Miss commits that are here in the state of Texas. They fully expect Lane to stick. So, you know, we'll see, obviously. You know, coaches – yeah, coaches tell recruits everything everything they want to hear, of course. Uh, but Kedrick Rosano, if Lane Kiffin ends up staying and, um, you know, they, they continue uh, recruiting him down the stretch here in December, then – um, you know, I would really like where Ole Miss sits, but I also really like Oklahoma State in this recruitment, too. They've been very quiet behind the scenes, getting work done. They had them in for an official visit for the Texas game. I believe that was back in October. Um, Oklahoma State very much in the picture. Texas A&M could come in late, especially if, uh, you know, they lose a couple running backs to the portal. I know LJ Johnson is already a name that I've heard that will almost certainly enter the portal once it does open. So um, they might need to fill some holes with some guys. Risano could end up taking a visit to College Station if he does land that offer, but we'll just have to see how that goes. Real quick on one guy in Louisiana, Derek Williams. Does he stick with Texas? Has LSU's success this year kind of convinced him to stay home? It seemed like he didn't really like, you know, you know, these Louisiana kids, they talk a good game, they take visits, and then they all end up at LSU, basically. Uh, now they're finally really, really good again, and he's going to Texas, and, you know, a lot of those top-end guys are going, Arch included. Does he stay at Texas? Does he flip? Is Alabama still in this? Where, where does Derek Williams sit? See, you finally got me with one here, Adam. He's he's one that's really quiet, and it's tough to get any real uh, intel on his recruitment. So I am making the six-and-a-half-hour drive to New Iberia, Louisiana, this weekend to see Derek Williams. And hopefully we'll have an answer next week. But based on what I've heard in the uh, previous weeks, LSU definitely is still very much pushing in this recruitment. You know, they're trying to sell the, the season that they've had. They've had a lot of success in the secondary, too. I think they've been really overachieving just on the defensive side of the ball in general. Uh, I mean, as a whole, they have been, but especially on the defensive side. And they're selling that to Derek Williams. Alabama still in the picture trying to push as well so but they're kind of they're kind of filling up in the secondary really quick so we'll see if they have a spot down the line for him but uh you know texas really likes where they sit as far as if, if they can sign him on signing day uh arch manning is in communication with him almost daily so uh, you know there's been a, a really big push from texas to keep him in the class as well he's one of their more highly coveted defensive targets last thing and i hate this i hate not being served softballs on podcasts where i could just talk about a specific topic and i hate these kinds of questions but i'm very good. <laughs> one. Any other guys in Texas that you see as potential flips? Has TJ Shanahan seen enough at Texas A&M that he's going elsewhere? Is Ruben Owens still sort of looking around? Is Javen Thomas intrigued in others that are coming after him now? Does Malik Muhammad flip to Bam? I mean, is there anything that you see on the horizon as something that could be a surprise that that could potentially happen? Yeah, I'll address those names really quick and then hit a couple of others. TJ Shanahan, I think he's I think he sticks with AM. Uh, not hundred percent certain on that, but I think he sticks with AM at the end of the day. Javon Thomas uh, talked to him this past weekend. There's an article out on rivals.com about what his plans are on the month of December. He plans on taking official visits to TCU, Texas AM, and Texas Tech. I really like where TCU is here. I, I think their season has really you know, convinced him that, you know, staying home and, and the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex is definitely an option. And then Texas Tech, he has a lot of connections out there in Lubbock. A, a former head coach at South Oak Cliff uh, is Emmett Jones. 
uh, who's a receivers coach out of Texas Tech. And then obviously Joey McGuire coached at uh, Cedar Hill, which is down in the southern Dallas area as well. So a lot of connections to the DFW area out there in Lubbock. Uh, Javon Thomas and his family have known a lot of that staff for a long time. So wouldn't discount the Red Raiders at all either. Uh, LSU was in the picture for Javon Thomas for a little bit as well, but I don't I don't see them um, you know pushing too hard down the stretch. I think he ends up staying in state anyway. Uh, and then Ruben Owens, Ohio State is you know monitoring very closely, trying to get him in for an official visit. You know as soon as this weekend for the Michigan game, and there is still some undecided um, uh, factors in the uh, Ruben Owens household on if he will go to uh, Ohio State this weekend. If he does, then you know obviously the Buckeyes immediately become a contender, but. You know, if not, I think, you know, it's looking more and more likely he actually ends up signing with Louisville at the end of the day, which uh, if you had, you know, told us that in late summer, right after he had committed to Louisville, that that may not have been, you know, as true as it is today. Um, looking at some others, Anthony Evans, uh, the speedy receiver committed yeah. to Oklahoma. Uh, Georgia is very much trying to, you know, push for his commitment. But, you know, they're pushing for a couple of other receivers, too, and they could fill up down the stretch. You know, that's something I think he would need to do here pretty soon to, you know, lock in a spot if he wants to end up at Georgia. And that was another uh, commitment that kind of flipped around last second, you know, waking up the morning of his Oklahoma commitment. You know, I've put this on the Oklahoma site. I had quotes ready to go from Anthony Evans saying he was committed to Georgia. So, yeah. you know, Georgia has been uh, pushing ever since then because they basically had him in the bag until the very last minute. And then Oklahoma was able to come in and use the relationships that they built in that recruitment for a long time. So, you know, I think it's going to be a really interesting flip season down the stretch, not only in the Mid-South region, but across the country. I think it's going to be historic. Perfect. That is National Recruiting Analyst Nick Harris. I am Adam Gorney. That is the Respect My Decision podcast. Enjoy your turkey. Bye.